morning. How are you? Welcome to the Your Harrogate podcast, sponsored by Hacks, with me, Nick Hancock. A little bit of top secret Harrogate goss. Yesterday, I was at Rudding Park, and what a day to be at Rudding Park when, you know, the sun was shining, the sky was blue, it was a proper lovely day, and we were working on the first ever Rudding Park podcast, which the guys at Rudding Park are making with a little bit of help from us. And well, I'm not going to say any more than that, but I will be telling you more over the next few days. And Rudding Park is just, it's absolutely bonkers with people booking in to go and stay for when restrictions ease even further on the 17th of May. I'll tell you what else is going on today. Uh, I have my jab today. I am, yeah, like Bob Marley, we're jabbing, we're jabbing, we're jabbing, we're jabbing. Uh, I've got my jab today, this morning, and um, I'm going to be brave because, you know, a lot of people say that they have, um, certainly younger people like me, say that they have a little bit of, you know, side effects for 24 hours or whatever after. Obviously, I will completely be milking that, um, and I hope I get a lollipop and a sticker for being a brave boy as well. So, yes, they've got to people as young as me for a jab. So that's all going on in the world today, but here's something a bit different and... Well, it's good. It's a local business success story. Helen Forster is joining us on Zoom in just a second. Now, she has been exceedingly busy during lockdown setting up her own business as a solicitor based in Weatherby. And do you know what? There's been a 40% increase in the demand for wills in the last 12 months. And you think about it, not a surprise really, because we've been in a pandemic and, you know, we've all been thinking, I suppose, a little bit more about what to do when our time is up. You know, it's it's just one of those natural things when, you know, the news every day is full of death toll numbers. It's not a surprise that we're thinking it's a little bit more about death. So we're going to have some advice today and also hear what it's like setting up a business in the middle of a global pandemic. So Helen Forster, our guest today on Zoom. First of all then, Helen, will you just tell us um, the title of your business and, and, and what you do and whereabouts you do it? Yes, so my firm is called HTF Legal Limited and we provide practical and effective legal advice when you need it, basically. Um, we're a specialist law firm, so we don't do everything. We specialise in areas such as wills, probate, trusts, tax, powers of attorney and, of course, sadly, what's called court of protection if someone lacks capacity and we deal with it for both individuals and businesses alike uh, so we can tailor things to people's requirements um, what we've been finding throughout covid is that people are getting more and more concerned about how to leave things to their loved ones and they've had the time to sit and think about it but the problem's been actually getting things in place because of course people have been isolating so uh, it's been trying to overcome all those hurdles to get things in place and give people their peace of mind. Uh, and it's for that reason that we developed and actually started the firm up during COVID was to provide that service to help people when they most need it. Well, it's, it's interesting, all of that stuff. I mean, first of all, from, from your point of view, setting a business up in COVID, it sounds, it sounds scary, but I suppose thinking back, we never knew it was going to go on as long as it's gone on for. But so obviously it wasn't intentional. But how has it been for you setting up with with the pandemic going on and lockdowns and everything? You're exactly right in that 
I had never intended to be this busy in, in terms of servicing things, but it's been it, it's been difficult because the demand is there, but people couldn't meet it. And setting up a firm just from simple, simple things that you and I would think would be straightforward. For example, walking into a bank, of course, you can't do that now. And trying to get simple things done has just taken such a long time and it's been quite, uh, quite difficult. Even the simple matters of just ordinary ordering things like stationery, simple things that you and I would think that'd be quite easy, wouldn't it? And a lot of people just think you go on the internet. Yeah, but you've got to work out how to get it delivered. How do you get all your uh, office furniture delivered in a COVID safe manner? Um, because they're not allowed to come inside the building and we're up a flight of stairs. So how, how do you do that? It, it's, been, it's been difficult coordinating, um, but certainly the rewards are there for anybody that does think about opening their own business because it, it is harder, but if you really want to do it then you can uh it's just finding workarounds for pretty much everything really <laughs> and you must have a bit of a feeling you know if i can if i can thrive in these circumstances i can exactly. get through anything exactly that's it so in, initially uh, i'd intended that i would be a sole practitioner uh, and i think a lot of people are trying to uh, spread their wings and set up themselves in many different areas and sectors um but what i've been finding is we've already got uh, our first employee so we've got a full-time employee we've got a consultant and we're growing more and more uh, and we've only been open since february so it's really is uh, is an environment where if you do things the right way and you work out how to do it you can flourish uh, albeit uh, certain sectors at the moment have been prevented from opening at all um we've been allowed to open recently but again the processes have to be there so uh, we've got to do the covid safe tests which i'm sure every every sector is doing at the moment um but thankfully because like you say none of us expected to be where we are but because we've had the practice for the last year people know how to deal with it uh, i think there's a lot of concern right when things started wasn't there in terms of how we were going to manage so how do we see people um, we figured ways out around that so we don't now look like as solicitors like we're staring through people's windows and casing the joint anymore we've got systems in place to deal with that so we can sign documents um, but it, it's been testing times indeed um, for everyone really um. <laughs> and it's it's all about people, isn't it? And, and and obviously then with some of the things that you specialize in and have been really busy specializing in, people clearly, there's obviously got to be some connection between a pandemic going on, unfortunately, people feeling a bit closer to, to death, I suppose, and, and actually starting to think of the plans that they need to make. And is that, does that start at a certain age for people, would you say, Helen? Or is that um, any age? A lot of people think of things like wills for when they're a bit older and when they're coming up towards retirement. So that, that I would say is true. However, in reality, anybody who is at an age where they've got a child or they've bought a property or they've inherited assets really needs to be thinking about how that's going to work in reality. Um, what I will give you some statistics in the sense of there's been a 40% increase in requests for will information throughout COVID and that's across the board. So that's really encouraging that people are actively now thinking about what's going to happen. It's sad in a way, like you say, that it, it's because we're sadly feeling a bit more mortal. In reality, everybody should consider having a will. But the impact is in the long term, we're going to have a system where people have provided for and will have provided for loved ones. And we're not going to be in the situation where we're having to try and figure out 
who's been left behind and how it works, which causes a lot of problems. Um, so hopefully, it sounds awful, but every cloud has a silver lining. Hopefully this has brought to the fore the importance of getting these things organized. Um, one of the problems that we've been having is of course, as you can imagine, as a solicitor, we usually are quite client facing as we call it. So we normally have individuals come into an office and that's been a massive hurdle for most solicitors because of furlough or because you just not allowed people into buildings. So what we've done is we've actually changed that about on its head and we say, well, no, don't come in unless you really want to. Don't come in at all, we'll come to you. So we travel all throughout Yorkshire, Manchester. My father's client is Norwich. Wow. I don't fancy going there regularly, I'll be honest. Um, but, you know, we certainly cover the whole of Yorkshire and we go to visit people. And if we have to, we'll be in their gardens so we can do it in a COVID safe manner. And I'm finding people now are really engaging with that service. And hopefully that's going to become the norm for, for all solicitors is that our client care, as we call it, is extending now. We have a duty to make sure you're safe. I think it's really interesting. And, and I mean, I speak to so many different people and there are so many different attitudes to all this that that there's no there's no kind of common way of doing it. But clearly, obviously, you know, you've got experience here, Helen, and you obviously see, as lots of people would agree with you, you see a big value in in being face to face with people or, or, or as close to face to face as you can get. And it, why is that? Is that because it is such a personal and, and unique thing that you're talking about with people? Yeah, it's twofold, really. You're right. Um, so when we uh, like to discuss things with the clients, like you say, things are very personal. So it's always better to speak to somebody where you can get them in perhaps a home environment uh, and make them a bit more relaxed and they can talk to you about their different issues, because a lot of things can be quite emotional and quite upsetting. The other reason why we do it is actually from a practical uh, perspective. I don't know if you're aware again of these statistics, but the claims against an estate or challenges to estates now is quite common. And one in four probate cases where somebody passes away is contested. And if we perhaps didn't see somebody to do a will, so when they do things at home, and a lot of people do this, so they'll go to uh, the post office or W.H. Smith's and they'll purchase a will pack and they'll write it themselves. And these can be okay. But if we haven't gone through it with them and checked that they have the ability to understand what's happening, we're leaving things wide open to family challenges. In particular, if we are sadly kind of altering how things would normally be left. Um, and so seeing somebody becomes really important then because we can say we've seen them, they understand what they're doing and that carries a lot of weight with a judge in a court. So if I'm being really honest, Yes, it's twofold. It's so that we can make sure we deal with those issues, but also that we deal with things the right way to try and protect people's inheritances. Um, so it is a, an ever changing area is wills uh, and tax planning and care fees planning. And, and we've just got to adapt with the times. And the main adaptation now is how do we get to see someone? Um, it's getting easier, of course, as you and I both know, hopefully with the relaxation of the rules. But we've got the processes now right and in place so that we can deliver that to clients hopefully in a way that's quick easy and effective yeah i mean personally i'm i mean i i do lots of stuff on zoom because because i have to at the moment but 
but I, I, I don't think you can beat face-to-face -face stuff for, for interaction with people personally, but, but, you know, everybody's got a different, a different take on things and everybody will do, will do business and, and go about their, their work in a different way. But I, I think that it obviously with legal matters, um, it's about trust, isn't it? It is about rapport in the, in the person that you deal with. And, and, and I think that's so, so important. And, and I think it's also clearly with, with setting up a business um, amidst all of this, you want to set your stall out of the kind of business you want to be and the kind of values you have as a business, which is really important. What have you found as the most challenging part of the last 12 months, Helen? You can say anything. I can say anything. Oh, anything. good. Um, no, the most challenging part actually has been managing the client expectations. That's a real big problem when you've got COVID kind of issues kicking in because we want to provide, as you rightly say, the right service and do it the right way. But inevitably, uh, people's expectations of what that actually is are quite different. Uh, so, for example, I've got some clients that are quite happy for you to say stand at a doorway and they're, they're quite happy to see you. Uh, but equally, we've got some that won't let you go anywhere near. And, you know, you could end up scaling a, a wall with a ladder to try and look in a window. You know, I'm not recommending that for any health and safety, I should point out. But there's, there's some wacky stories coming out of how things are witnessed. Uh, as I understand it, a colleague of mine has been witnessing a lot of documents in a Morrison's car park. Um, there's lots of different ways of dealing with things and it's making sure a client is happy and is able to do that. So managing expectations of how people want the service delivered has been really, really hard. Um, like I say, I find that from the second lockdown onwards, people are a bit more relaxed about things. But having said that, if you do need to isolate and you are uh, needing to be conscious of the, the COVID issues and you're still having to stay in your home, then things are getting really hard. Um, when it comes to wills, we're actually in a situation where the government's changed the rules. So we've got a temporary set of rules that came in a set of laws that allow us to witness a will online, like you said, on Zoom, this sort of thing, and we record it. However, it doesn't work for other things. So if somebody was wanting to put in place a power of attorney for someone to help them manage the finances because they can't get out the house, trying to manage that has been really difficult um the other challenge found is actually trying to recruit because again that's really hard trying to get somebody on board when you can't actually see them can be really difficult um <laughs> fortunately i landed on my feet with that one and i've got some fantastic employees but uh, but no these are just challenges that you wouldn't normally expect every day when setting up um, but the support i've had from a lot of contacts and colleagues and, and assistants in simple things like setting up printers, just really general office-based work has been phenomenal. I can't thank all the people of uh, Harrogate enough um, for all their assistance. It's been, it, it's made things much, much easier. So I would recommend if you do have any contacts, please do use them because actually everyone's willing to help. And it's amazing what sort of support you can get from, from friends, family, and, uh, and, and other network contacts in times of need. Yeah, absolutely. And and um, for anybody listening to this who's who's heard a bit of this and, and it's been on their mind or, or, or now it's on their mind having heard you, Helen, what's the best thing for people to do next? 
the best thing for people to do is to really get some information. There's a lot of information out there on things like how to make a will or how to put in place a power of attorney. And if people are looking at the legal aspects going, I don't, I don't really know what these words are. I don't know what Helen's on about. Well, there's some real good information on the .gov.uk website on this sort of thing. Um, there's also things like uh, adult learning classes. There's an awful lot of that sort of thing about. I mean, the shameless plug is coming here in that I do actually teach a night class at Rosset Adult Learning uh, in Harrogate. And uh, I do find that a lot of people come to that for various reasons. And we talk about all sorts of different legal aspects and queries, because as you rightly say, people have their own problems generally with these things. And they may well have signed up to something and they don't even know what it really means. Uh, so these things are really good value for money because you can go and ask any sorts of questions and you've got someone as an expert in their field talking to you about these issues. So what I say to people is speak up. Don't don't think it'll all be OK. Don't worry about it. I'm sure it'll all sort itself out because nine times out of ten, it probably won't unless you do something about it. Um, so anybody that is listening, please do feel free to either get in touch with me, try one of these adult learning classes if you wanted to, not just at Rosset. There are plenty of other places to get these, I should say. Um, but also you know, please do look at the .gov.uk website because people forget that there's quite a lot of information out there. Um, what I would recommend is make sure you go to that because you'll get the most up-to-date advice. Uh, I don't know if you've seen a lot of things when you Google anything, uh, Nick, but what we find is, of course, some things might be out of date and there's been a lot of changes in the law. So please don't uh, select something that might be from, say, 2014 or even 2007. I saw the other day. There's a lot of out there as well, Helen, to be honest. <laughs> so make sure it's .gov.uk or speak to somebody uh, like an individual like ourselves and we'll help, we'll help where we can. Well, I, I I love the guys at Rosset Adult Learning. I love Rosset Adult Learning, so I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. And and um, you know you might you might go because you want to attend Helen's class and end up learning to speak uh, Spanish and play the guitar or something. You know you yeah, just, and do some dressmaking. Watch a silent <laughs> Italian movie. You know they have absolutely all sorts going on. Well, it's it's so lovely to hear um, how well it's gone. We're always we're always delighted to hear of any local business doing well but particularly when it's one that um that has has made their leap during during a um a pretty um roller coaster of a ride of uh, of the last 12 months so really really delighted for you helen and really appreciate you taking the time out to talk to us today as well because i know you'd be exceedingly busy i did think you were going to say the biggest challenge had been working from home in the last 12 months <laughs> no, I, I actually find that it because of the way uh, systems are geared nowadays, that actually is one thing that that is manageable, um, sadly. So, yeah, that isn't my worst problem. <laughs> Clearly, I've got bigger issues. You obviously don't live with my family. So, well, uh, <laughs> um, it's been lovely. It's been absolutely lovely to chat to you, Helen. Best of luck um, for, uh, for the next few months as well. And, uh, yeah, really appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me on. Big, big thanks to Helen Forster for joining us on Zoom today and do have a look at all the things she suggested, .gov.uk and Rosset Adult Learning as well, who do some amazing courses and they've been doing loads of things on Zoom during the pandemic at Rosset Adult Learning and they are starting to do more things with more people um, at social distance and everything at the moment. So loads going on at Rosset Adult Learning. That was the Your Harrogate Daily Podcast for a Thursday. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Hacks, our sponsors. Have a lovely day and stay safe. <laughs>